Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. I have a really special guest for you today. Uh, it's a topic that I hear a lot about, uh, and that is multifamily buy and hold syndication. Uh, and I have a guest with me, Brent Kawakami. How you doing this morning, Brent? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing very well. So uh, I'm glad we got to talk. Uh, you are doing something that lots of uh, people that follow my channel have interest in, right? It's, I want to go bigger, but maybe I don't have all the capital to do that, or I don't have the reach, or I can't learn. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought I'd reach out and, and, you know, let's talk Think Multifamily, which is your company in, in apartment syndication. So first, introduce us to who you are, where you are in the country, and, and all of that. So I'm, uh, I'm based in uh, Dallas, Texas. I'm originally from uh, Honolulu, Hawaii. That's where I was uh, born and raised. Um, I was very much your non-entrepreneurial, just, you know, hey, I'm go to school, get good grades, <laughs> you know, get to college, get a good job, all of that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're taught, right? Yep. So that's exactly what I did. I uh, graduated and went to uh, college uh, here in Texas at the University of Texas Austin, got an engineering degree, um, got a good job, moved up to Dallas and, you know, I thought that's what I was going to do, climb the corporate ladder, you know, that type of thing. And then, you know, of course, what happens, this real estate bug bites us. You know, there's that, there's that little purple book, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes, yes. Very familiar. The, the, the red pill, right? That just opens the matrix for all of us. And so, yeah. um, you know, I, I read that sucker, started, uh, you know, going on the journey and looking at all kinds of stuff. I, I looked into dividend stock investing. I got into gold and silver. I opened an online business, um, got into infinite banking, if you know what that is. And, um, you know, ultimately, um, you know, got, got started in real estate. Um, you know, I started with uh, single family rentals, you know. And what year was that? Sorry. This would have been 2012 okay. when, I, right. when I started um, started buying a few single-family rentals here in the Dallas area, you know, over the next few years and around 2015, um, started investing um, in larger multifamily syndications as a limited partner, grew from there into uh, now, you know, sponsoring and putting together these larger deals. Very, very cool. So, um, well, let's do, it, let's do it this way. Let's start with those first couple of rentals because you got everybody cuts their teeth somewhere. So yep. do you remember the first rental you bought? Did yep. You what, what yep. Yeah. So that was in the Dallas area was your very much your, your all American home, you know, your three, two, two <laughs> square feet, you know, you know, passes all that, you know, all those metrics, you know, the 1% rule and all that stuff that everyone talks about. Yeah. Um, and you know, got it through a, got, got it through a wholesaler actually, um, you know, was the tip back. So this was in 2012 and back then yeah. here in the Dallas area, you could buy, that house, you know, maybe it was worth a hundred K, you know, after it was fixed up, but you know, it needed some work and you know, you could get it for 
60 K put, you know, 20 K in and you know, all yeah. that jazz. Right. So, <laughs> so, you know, kind of rinsed and repeat, you know, did that, did that, um, you know, that, that was sort of the big, the first aha, right. When I remember, uh, I remember signing my first lease with my, my, uh, my resident and, yeah. uh, met him at Starbucks, you know, walked through the lease, walked away with the, the first deposit and first month's rent. And then, you know, the light bulb goes off. You're like, wow, this stuff works. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Good for you. Now, uh, yeah. Just so we, yeah, just so that becomes the addiction. Exactly. Yeah. So was this deal all your money, private money, hard money, bank loan? How'd you put yeah, it? So I, on that deal, I, I used a hard money loan. Okay. Um, you know, tra traditional financing at the time wouldn't, uh, I couldn't get in just because of the, the amount of work that it needed. Yeah, condition. Yeah. Yeah. So got a hard money loan, included rehab funds, you know, fixed it up and then refied it out to, uh, you know, your conventional 30 yep. year. 30 year deal. Um, nothing sexy there. <laughs> no, yeah. You just, you, you, well, that was what the market was in 2012. It was okay. You know, the pretty clean properties were starting to sell finally, but the stuff that needed work needed investors. Yeah. And really the only way to buy them is either you had a deep bank account or you went the hard money route. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. And I had, a, I had, you know, gotten hooked up with a local education group who kind of taught that model and had the vendors and, you know, lined up and all that. So it was sort of a, Hey, this is a roadmap, you know, yeah. and type of thing, you know, find someone who's doing what you want to do and copy. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If it works, just, yeah. Hit copy. Don't, don't, don't be embarrassed. So this takes yeah. you from the beginning in 2012. How many kind of single families did you get through until 2015? Uh, four. So I got four. through four, you know, um, got to 15 and that's when, you know, I kind of always knew that sort of these, you know, multifamily was, you know, that stepping stone, next yep. stepping stone or like was out there. Um, and, uh, you know, just happened to get hooked up with a local syndicator at the time, you know, invested in his deal. And that's kind of when that bug bit me yeah. and then actually, actually sold off my, my single families to really focus on, on the larger. Now, just to be clear, did you sell them off or did you 1031 exchange? I sold them off. I sold, sold them off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you paid the IRS some money. Yep. Yep. And the way I looked at it was, you know, I didn't have huge gains in there at the time because I had refied the money out yep. you know, beforehand anyway. And it was just an easier, simpler, let's just, you know, move forward. And then, you know, the way the syndications are set up, it's a little harder to do the 1031 exchange, oh, sure. because, yeah. be, especially because you're technically, you're buying into an LLC that owns <sighs> the buying. Yeah. Not, no longer a like kind. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some of it was just, you know, trying to avoid headache and some yeah, of it was, well, that and the timing issues and all that yeah. other stuff. Yeah. So it makes yeah. total sense. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So you get to 2015, you go, oh, I can be, I can own a sliver of a bigger deal. You remember that first yep. deal, what that was like? Yeah. So that first deal was a, a 200 unit apartment complex. Um, it was actually up in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, got hooked up with a syndicator who uh, very experienced, had a track record. You know, I met with him, got to know him. You know, it's that whole do business with people you know, like, and trust. Of course, <laughs> right? Good idea. Yeah. You know, and sort of, you know, with that, that gave me some of the safety of, okay, you know, I can, I can put some dollars in here and, and learn the ropes. And, you know, we still own that deal today. Um, okay. You know, it's been, it's only been like three, four years, but done really well. Um, we've already refied money out and uh, nice. still hold, hold the asset in cash flow. So. so how many members of the LLC for that asset? Do you remember? I think there's, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm sure it was a larger asset. So I want to say there's probably 30, you know, okay. something like that. So, and there's, as an individual, let's just say it's 30. As a member of one of 30 people where you, you're part of the capital raise, um, 
what's it like, right? Are you literally just cashing checks that come in monthly or quarterly? Have there been any surprises? You know, tell, tell investors who are thinking about that, what your experience has been those yeah. last four years. Yes. So when you come into a syndication like that, you know, you're, you're a limited partner, yep. right? So the reality is, you know, you're relying on the general partner putting, who put together a deal to, you know, obviously put all those mechanics together, but asset manage and kind of yep. manage the manager later on. And so mm -hmm. the reality is once you put your funds in, you, there's very little responsibilities <laughs> that you have to do. Yeah. I mean, some folks, you know, and some folks like me who were, you know, wanting to learn and get more active down the road, you know, you're doing a little more, right? You're asking questions of the, of the asset manager. You're reading, you're getting monthly reports of how the financials are coming in. Yep. Um, you know, all those types of things. But the nice part is if you just wanted to sit back and get a check every once in a while, you can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's paint the vision for folks because I know lots of people are doing it. So in that, in this one asset, did you get checks monthly, quarterly, or yearly? Do you remember? So those are based, those are quarterly. They're okay. quarterly. They're still quarterly now. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then when you, when the asset was refied, you probably got a sliver of the cash as well. I would yeah. Guess. I think, I think we got like 40, 40% give or take of our initial investment back. Yep. You know, and then, um, you know, we still hold the asset and, you know, still get yeah. distributions, which, you know, that's the dream, right? <laughs> right of course, yeah. Ma ma mailbox money, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, now when you signed up for this, it probably had a um, exit period. I don't know, five years, eight years, 10 years. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah I think that one was five years. Um, you know, it's a little nicer asset. You know, I think it was like a 2000 build. Okay. Um, you know, it's doing well. So I think the reality is we'll probably hold it a little longer. But, you know, again, if you get a stupid offer, yeah, <laughs> sometimes you're not going to say no, but it's definitely a, an asset that, you know, while we, you know, going in, you're thinking, okay, five years, you know, five yeah. years, I'm not going to be surprised if it's seven or eight or nine. Okay. Very cool. All right. So you do this first deal works out well. Uh, do you do a second deal or do you suddenly go, wow, this is, this is cool. Let me, let me flip from being a limited partner to a general partner. What was that transition? I actually did a, I did a second deal as a limited right. partner. Let's um, talk about that. With, it was a different syndicator, um, okay. a different market, um, very same story. Um, but I think where the benefit there is, A, you're getting some diversification with location, but also with operator. You know, yeah. it's someone else who, you know, everyone in the syndication game uses the airplane analogy. <laughs> you know, like all limited partners are, you know, passengers on the plane. You got the pilot who's, you know, kind of driving things. And yeah. but we're all going the same we're all going to the same place, yeah. right? So, you're in this together, <laughs> all 30 of you in your first example. Yeah, yep. exactly, right? And so, you know, different pilot, you know, yeah. different destination here. Um, but, you know, it gives you a good, you, that deal did well. It is, is doing well today still. But I think the, the value of there is, you know, getting to see a different style, getting yep. to see a different operator, um, especially for me as someone, you know, I knew that I wanted to become a general partner. Right. Eventually, you know, I can see, okay, what are the, you know, what is the reporting like that this, you know, this operator is doing, right? What are the things that they're communicating that I, you know, I don't like, or I do like, and, or just seeing a different type of deal. You know, every, you know, every property on has a different story, has a different, you know, performs differently. So I think that's where that value um, for doing another, another deal like that was for me. Very, very cool. All right. So you got a couple of deals going as a limited partner. And so it was, so the second deal was still 2015 or that jumped to 16? That would have been 16. That okay. would have been 16, 16 or 17. And then um, it. it was 18, 2018 is when I jumped and made it to become a general partner. All right. Well, let's um, talk put, about put, that transition. Yeah. So put, put my own deal together. So 
um, I had met a different, um, a different uh, general partner and syndicator kind of along the time. And what you find in this business is, you know, it's relationships, right? <laughs> it's, it's meeting the right people, you know, um, meeting folks that can help you get to your goals and, um, and that type of thing. So got hooked up with my current partner um, and mentor. Um, you know, who helped me kind of along make that transition from, from limited partner to general partner. Um, that particular deal was a little over hundred units, um, okay. over in, over in, uh, Georgia. Um, you know, I did it, I was the general partner, so I was the pilot yeah. in, this, in this example, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's nice, you know, back to, you know, I mentioned I did this with single family and, and finding a group, finding a mentor did the same thing here. Um, and, you know, again, back to, you know, find someone who, who's done it before, who's made all the mistakes. And, you know, yeah. I'd rather learn from someone else's mistakes than my own. <laughs> you know? Of course. Yes. As would your limited partners. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so, you know, kind of went through that process and, uh, you know, we own that deal today and, uh, continue to continue to look, look to syndicate deals. So. Very cool. So I, I am curious about this. So when you make that leap, you know, sort of saying, Hey, I want to be a general partner versus limited partners, frankly, easy statement to say, but there are two kind of big elephants in the room. One is finding that asset, i.e. the 100 units in Georgia. The other one is, you know, getting limited partners behind you, which was, yeah. I'm curious, which was easier, harder, because I'm not really sure, actually, which was easier, yeah. harder to find? Yeah. You know, I think, I think, so for me personally, I was doing both in in a parallel. And yep. I think one distinction I'd like to make is, you know, for folks who are want to get into that game, you don't have to do both. You can do uh, one or the other based on um, your strengths and what your likes are. And we can talk more about that later. Yeah. But okay. um, for me, I think, you know, me personally, a lot of it was um, just the volume of doing all that at the same time, because, you know, as you're looking for deals and, you, you know, and you're getting connected with brokers and trying to find that one that, that makes sense. Like you said, that's a lot of work. I mean, yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> you know, Especially you're underwriting. Yeah. 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 You're underwriting, you're calling on brokers, you know, you're visiting properties um, and taking tours, you know, if you're not local to where it is, you know, obviously, you know, managing and finding assets and where you're not local is not, not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Right. But on the flip side too, you know, with raising money, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of time that gets put in cause that's all about relationships and um, you know, building that up, you know, it just doesn't happen overnight. It happens, yeah. you know, you know, on the, the meetups you're going to the people, the circles you're running in the, you know, the conferences you're going to all that type of, you know, the friends you're making on Facebook, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's a long winded way of saying, you know, I think, I don't, I didn't find anyone, any either, you know, more difficult than the other. I think it's just, it's a lot more work than being a limited partner. Well, yeah. Well, I think that's an important thing because um, I think social media makes um, apartment syndication seem like the next thing, right? I call it the Grant Cardone effect, um, yeah. right? Bigger is better and all of that. Um, and I don't think enough people talk about, you know, it's real work. Right. Underwriting yeah, assets, making phone calls. You're, you're taking a second job sometimes. I mean, in reality, oh, that's yeah. what you're doing. And um, you're right. It, it looks sexy. <laughs> right. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of folks who, who want to teach it and, you know, and, you know, it, it's, hey, this is the next big thing or whatever. But yeah. um, it, you kind of if you if you're making that jump, you know, I mentioned before, like being a limited partner, really, you're putting in funds in making a return. And that's really all your responsibilities do. Yeah, well, there's but, one more element yeah. to that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other element is your job as the limited partner is to vet the general partner, yeah. right? You vet the yeah. pilot. Yeah. And then yeah. once you've done that, you're like, okay, here's my ticket to the seat. 
Yeah. Right. And then you're just, yep. all right, well, let's see what kind of sunny place he takes us to. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you got to have a lot of trust in that. In Absolutely. That pilot, right. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, and so that's a far step from making the jump to general partner because sure. you are, and you know, the other point I make there is, you know, it's one thing to lose your own money that you <sighs> invested. It's a totally different thing to lose other people's money. Right. And that's, to me, that's a bigger responsibility. No it's a lot more, you know, and so, you know, for someone who's looking to make that jump, you got to be ready for that, right? You got to be own up to that responsibility and have that, you know, have your investors' best interests in heart. And you know, that's that's not for everyone. You know? No, it's again, we we get we get enamored with the sizzle, yeah, or the sexiness, and we forget that there's real people's livelihoods and savings and mm-hmm. all of yeah. that, you know, yeah, um, behind it. So why yeah, don't we talk definitely. about the raise first because we're kind of there. On yeah. that first asset that you put together, how much did you have to raise? So that was a little over a million bucks um, on the raise. Um, you know, I have partners who helped me. Sure. So I, I did a little more than half of that um, myself. Okay. But um, I think that goes back to, you know, you don't wait for the deal, right? right? And then, you know, you're slow, you know, you're building relationships over a long period of time that, you know, that that helps toward, you know, when you do, you know, you have the money raise yep. for that. And then back to, you know, I mentioned about, not having to do everything, um, you know, there's ways to be involved in these types of deals to where maybe all your, you know, your main contribution to the general partnership is raising money, right? Yeah. Or, and, that, and that's a piece I don't think gets talked about a lot. You know, you talked about the enamored, you know, enamor and sexiness. I think the other piece that doesn't get talked about is you don't have to do everything in yeah. the syndicate. That's why you have partners and it's a team sport, you know. Um, there are some folks who, you know, they're more analytical, you know, they hate talking to people. They'd rather be the guy buried in the spreadsheet, yeah. right? Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, operating things. And then there's other people who just, you know, they can't shut up and, you know, but they're the guy that, you know, everybody likes and wants to talk to. He loves talking about this stuff. And, you know, one person's probably better suited for one part of, of that, of that deal and that syndication. And, you know, that's, that's a, a way to, you know, we talked about, you know, a lot of the work, Yeah. Um, a way to, to way to leverage your strengths, leverage what you're good at, leverage what you enjoy, right? Yeah. And then still be able to bring value and, and be a part of a deal like that. So. Yeah, the raise is, um, it, it's, it's, I don't know if I want to call it difficult, but it's often misunderstood or underappreciated. Yeah. Because right? you're probably raising or getting commitments or whatever you want to call that for months as you mm-hmm. search out and do your due diligence, right? And then mm-hmm. you've got to call them back and go, okay, you still in? Okay. Yep. <laughs> I found one. Does this excite you? Because it's almost yep. like doing a raise twice, right? You you build yeah. a list of leads, you get down to commitments, and then you bring them back. And um, you know, maybe everybody says yes, but I'm guessing everybody doesn't say yes the second time. Like, oh, oh yeah, sorry, and then, life and happened. Then, yeah. yeah, and then the people who say yes don't even always come through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, you know, like you said, life. life yeah life happens or how long does it take to fill out paperwork you know (laughs) the wire is nine digits how hard is it be or whatever it is so yeah uh, that's pretty cool all right so uh you know uh, i like the idea of having partners and you know making sure there's a a yin and yang to that right somebody out Mm -hmm. there raising somebody buried in the spreadsheets uh i am curious about this so once you've decided to be a general partner do you remember approximately how many assets you reviewed uh oh gosh yeah there you go it's a lot. I mean, I probably it should be a hundred something to be yeah. quite frank with you. And it, it's really a deal where it's like, you know, you look at a hundred, maybe half of them pass that first sniff test. Maybe yep. 
you, you underwrite a little further, maybe half of those even make sense. You know, then you do more homework, you know, whether it's, you know, and the way we do it is, you know, we're going to visit the asset. We're going to talk to a couple property managers. We're going to get, you know, mortgage folks involved up front, you know, all this homework. And by the end of the day, you may, even if you end up submitting an offer, there's no telling you're going to get it. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there so, are you know, lots of teams out there doing exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you may look at a hundred to get the one, you know, and very much, very much the case for me. So. Yeah, no, that, that makes total. I would, I would have been nervous if you said, oh, I looked at five. I'd be like, ooh, <laughs> might have opened. <laughs> <laughs> no, looking at a hundred to get to one is, is, is the right answer. And again, that takes yeah. time and expense. And yeah. I mean, 99 of those things at least took time and some of them probably even took money, right? Yeah, Either exactly. Right. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So. yeah. We've had, I've had assets where, um, you know, we got into contract and we went through due diligence and Hey, you got to walk away, you know, yeah. um, for certain reasons or, and, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you know, it's hard to say no sometimes, yeah. right? But a lot of times it's the deals you don't do that are the best deals, right? Oh, for <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. You know. uh, yeah. The, the way to, yeah. The easiest way to get crushed in this business is to do a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah. No and I, I like, I like the, uh, I remember reading, um, it's one of these Warren Buffett things, but you know, you got to look at a lot of pitches. Yes. Right. But you don't you have know. to swing. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So uh, I, I definitely take that mentality um, when That's it comes right. to looking at stuff. So. That's very, very cool. So what, so let's bring everybody up to date. So what do you have now, uh, mm -hmm. you and your, your partners? So total collectively between my partners and I, we have somewhere in the neighborhood of four to 5,000 units um, total. Um, you know, wow. obviously, obviously different, you know, there's different slivers, you know, that of own each one of each one of those, but that's over multiple complexes across a few different States. Um, I'm based here in Texas. So, you know, it's Texas, Georgia, uh, Tennessee to name a, name a couple of spots. So let's but, just um, say 5,000 units, just mm -hmm. to pick a number. Mm -hmm. How long did, so you started in 18. I, well, I started technically in 15. So that includes oh, that, passive investments. That includes well. those two. Okay. Yeah, How many of them then, are you just the general partner on? Uh, two. I'm just the general partner on two. I'm passive in a few of them. Um, the, a lot of it too is, you know, that's, that's our group. And so right. that's where that, I think that's where it comes, you know, again, getting connected with, you know, a group of folks. Right. And then, you know, you can leverage, you can leverage that, right. As, as you know, the knowledge, yeah. the, the track record, the, 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 the experiences and all that. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not intimately involved in every single one of those, yeah, but I have, you know, I get, I get the whole background in the story yeah. <laughs> and get to learn from all of them. So, so uh, as someone that's a part of 5,000 units, um, what would surprise people both on the good side? Like maybe it's less work than you would think. Mm -hmm. And then what might surprise you on the downside? Do you have, do you have any thoughts on Gosh. that? Um, surprise more than, I think, you know, the, the, the nice thing, especially with these bigger deals is, you know, because of the scale, you know, most of these buildings are, you know, at least a hundred units, you know, yeah. on the small side. And it's a nice thing with that is, you know, it puts off enough revenue to where you can have, you know, third-party property management and um, be able to be able to, um, you know, have full-time staff that's there. Right. So the reality is you're, you're not the landlord that's, you know, doing the day-to-day -day blocking and tackling. And so it, it's very counterintuitive of like this, you know, this economy of scale thing, right. Okay. Even though, you know, a hundred unit building, a 200 unit building, a thousand units, whatever sounds like a lot. That scale helps a lot um, to be able to manage, you know, to manage that. Cause you're not having to do the individual 
day-to-day tasks for each each yeah. one of those things. And then back to the group thing, when you have a team and multiple people working on stuff, you know, you're not the one having to do the individual things for every single one of those properties. So I think, you know, that's probably one thing that may surprise people just with that, with that, um, you know, with that size of, you know, yeah. deal, right. Or number of units, um, you know, on the downside or, you know, the other on the other end of the spectrum for surprising, you know, I think back to just like you mentioned, the biggest thing is there's a lot of work involved. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think say, that's not. Yeah. yeah. You know, I would say, you know, you know, we talked a lot about the difference between, you know, being a general partner, limited partner, you know, that, that chasm is huge. And I think that's the thing that, you know, you know, would may surprise people or maybe, you know, intuitively don't think about, but, you know, I would say that's the biggest thing. There's a, that's a huge chasm to jump and there's a lot of work involved for sure. Well, let's, let's try to put a number on that. So think of one of the assets where you're the limited partner on in the last mm-hmm. 52 weeks. How many hours did you put on? And then let's take one where you're the general partner on and how many hours did you put into that asset? Okay. Um, one deal passive. I mean, reading an email every yeah, once so in a while. <laughs> every month. It's, so. it's, it's 10 hours yeah. a year maybe? Because that's, that's what I'm trying to get. To. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe right. that. So let's say you know, less than 10 hours a, a year. Less than 10 hours a year. And, you know, on the flip side, an asset that, you know, actively managing at least a few hours a week. You know, right. So if you so, say five hours a week, that's 250 hours a year. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So huge difference. <laughs> so, yeah. Th- th- there's your chasm, right? Yeah. 250. And then as yeah. far as financial liability as a general mm-hmm. partner, are you on the line for that? Yeah. So yeah. Recourse so, loan or whatever yeah so, so, and we typically do non-recourse loans. Okay, um, cool. Great. Now you're, you're guaranteeing and you're signed on a loan and whatnot as a general partner, but Um, We typically like deals where, you know, they're stabilized assets, you know, they're already putting off cash flow. You know, there's a value add story where we can come in and, you know, put some capital into whether it's, you know, they're in the market or they, you know, you know, Hey, it's had a lot of deferred maintenance, whatever it is. Um, But the nice thing with those is, you know, you can put, you know, fixed rate agency debt on that's not yeah. recourse, which is nice, which is another benefit of these, these types of deals. Yeah. The bigger the asset, you get agency debt and, and it's only the asset that's at risk. Yeah. 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 And then of no, course no. there's a limit of, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say no, just, the assets are not cross populated. There's they stand by themselves. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And each, each properties, you know, there's a single, single purpose, you know, LLC entity that's created that owns mm-hmm. each individual one, yep. you know? Um, so, you know, that's uh it's a good bottle. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Very cool. So I'm curious about this because uh, clearly you're a pretty young guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something you could do theoretically until you, you, you go, right? It's not like football or basketball yeah. where you have a short career. What, what yeah. does the future look like for you, right? Three, five years out. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, I'll continue to, to look for assets and, you know, put stuff that makes sense, you know, I don't like putting a number of units or deals as a goal, just because to me, you know, back to the looking at pitches, you know, yeah. the reality, the reality is the right number of properties to buy this year, maybe zero, okay. you know, yeah. you know, You're right. just, just, that's just, you know, I don't want it to be, but <laughs> it might be, you know, it might be. I love, I love that attitude. Actually, yeah. that's a very wise, I mean, your, your limited partners should like that answer. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah. if you're somebody out there that's got an ego and we both know lots of people that do, Oh, I want to have another 5,000 units. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're really behind that, you, you might do some bad deals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I liked how you approached that. Zero might be the right answer. That's 
that's a lot of wisdom right yeah. there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go. No, I appreciate that. But um, you know, I'll continue to look for assets and build the portfolio and um, you know, three to five down years down the road, you know, it's sort of a, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just see where I'm at at that time. Yeah. And, uh, this is your full-time job now, right? No, no, I actually, oh. uh, I'm an engineer and uh, I still do that. I still work as an engineer as well. So, you know, for me, it's sort of a, you know, build a portfolio as it makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, three to five years, we'll just see where I'm at. And, um, you know, uh, I enjoy what I'm doing both as an engineer and as a, as a real estate investor. So, you know, as long as I'm having fun, that's all that matters. Right. Yeah. So what, what I'm hearing you say subtly is, yeah, some way down the line, I may retire, right. Or at least yeah. retire from the, the job, right. The W2. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not one of those guys that, you know, and this is the other part too, you know, you have folks that are just desperate to get out of their W2. Yeah. Right. And, oh, yeah, I get and, it. and I get it, but you know, part of it is, you know, I enjoy what I do. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, I, I just would prefer, you know, Hey, this is my retirement. This is my, my side hustle. I enjoy it. It's, you know, nice. it's, it just, it gets me going. I love talking about it. And, uh, you know, maybe I retire before I'm 40 versus, you know, 65. <laughs> so, no, that's awesome. Yeah. And again, yeah. 5,000 units is a side hustle. That's, that's impressive. So, uh, if people want to get a hold of you or reach out to you or follow you or be part of, uh, think multifamily, how, how could they do that? How's the best to get a hold yes. of you? So, you know, you mentioned the website, um, thinkmultifamily.com. Um, um, you know, we're a syndication group. You know, we do investments, obviously, but we also, you know, we put on events and educational things and stuff like that. Um, and then you can reach me. Uh, my email is brent uh, at thinkmultifamily.com. Very, very cool. So if anybody's out there thinking about being part of a, a syndication, I think you would owe yourself a favor to reach out to Brent. Check him out at thinkmultifamily.com. And uh, Brent, I want to thank you very much for being a part of today's show. No, appreciate it. It's, uh, it's fun talking about this stuff. Awesome, man. Thanks again. All right. Thanks.